welcome back to Giovanni and Giroli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm here to talk about a movie that I've been excited to review for years, and I am so ready to finally talk about it, and that is Die Hard. This is my favorite Christmas movie. Just putting it out there from the start. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it is not my favorite Christmas movie, but that doesn't mean it's not a Christmas movie, because I firmly believe that this is a Christmas movie. And listen, all joking aside, I don't, I really don't care that much. I know it's a, it's kind of an ongoing, like, jokey debate on the internet, and I think it's funny. And I think that really the only reason I've defended this position so firmly over the years is when people who don't feel like it's a Christmas movie hear you say that it is, it's just like, the, the amount that that annoys them, you know, I just, it, it just makes me want to double down and be like, you know what? No, it is a Christmas movie. And I mean, like, I normally wouldn't want to die on that hill, but it's just, it's just so funny to keep the debate raging. I mean, from my perspective, it's just the grown up version of Home Alone. And if that's a Christmas movie, then this is totally a Christmas movie. He is trapped in one location. He's defending it from bad guys that are coming and it ends with a family reuniting. And that's like the whole crux of the movie is him trying to save his family and get back to his family. Like, Come on! I mean, the similarities are totally there. And if Home Alone's a classic Christmas movie, I don't see any reason why Die Hard can't be a classic Christmas movie. They're both set at Christmas. They both have a ton of Christmas iconography. Die Hard is set at a Christmas party. Uh, the snow rains down during the end. I mean, it's not actually snow. It's it's bearer bonds that look like snow. But, I mean, the effect is still there. Listen. I think I just settled it right there. I'm pretty sure that just ended the debate. This is this is totally a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, anyway, if you didn't know, this this uh, movie is about an NYPD police officer named John McClane who tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Uh, and I think that there are three main things that make this movie endlessly rewatchable, that make me want to come back to it every single year, and that make it never not entertaining. I think uh, that success really all comes down to the heroes, the villains, and the action. So let's start with the heroes. Our main characters are real people, and I think that that's an immediate distinction that was made in the development of this movie that totally sets it apart from other action flicks of that era. This is not the best of the best who trained with the top most elite special forces and can kill 87 people with a paperclip. This guy is a normal person with normal problems, and he feels very vulnerable throughout this entire movie. The conversations that he has with other characters feel very real. His reaction to being put in this situation feels very realistic and relatable. And I think that that's the number one distinction between this and stuff like Commando or Rambo and you know, other of the, the really top action movies at that time, it's the fact that this guy is a real person. And I think that choosing Bruce Willis for this was the perfect, perfect choice. It doesn't seem obvious, um, like it, or it didn't at the time. It does now because that's sort of all he does. But at that time, this guy was not an action star. But what the writing of this and the casting of this did was change what an action star could be. He didn't have to be a roided out Rambo anymore. He didn't have to be an unstoppable superhuman. Like, you never feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger is gonna die in Commando. I'm sorry, you just don't. And I mean, I get it. That's not the that's not the approach that they were taking. But that doesn't mean that that this isn't just as valid. And it, 
I think in many ways is much more interesting. You see a guy who is at a party he doesn't want to be at, who's caught in an impossible situation that he's never dealt with before. There's never any doubt that Rambo or any character Schwarzenegger plays is the right man for the job. There is doubt that John McClane is, and he doesn't feel like he is, and I think that's much more realistic, and that relatability factor automatically sets this apart and makes it just really easy to invest yourself in and to just keep rewatching and coming back to because it feels more true to life, despite the fact that it's, you know, totally ridiculous. And I think another way that that totally is true is of the romance. This is not two characters who are meeting for the first time during this crazy situation and falling in love over the course of it. This is a couple who is at a point of distress. They're they're not in a good place, and they've been together for a long time, and they, they obviously still have feeling, feelings for each other. They still care for each other, but they just can't make it work. And I think that seeing them come back together is a very rewarding experience. And the writing, the way that all that is handled, it's masterful. You feel like these are conversations that they've had a million times before. And they they... Like I said, they care for each other, but they just are having a hard time making things work. They keep getting stuck in this endless cycle of arguing about stuff that doesn't really matter. And what really matters is John finally coming to terms with his real feelings about this whole situation and the wedge that that's driven between them and him finally admitting that he was wrong and saying that he's sorry and finally allowing them to reconcile and come back together. And seeing him reach that realization over the course of this movie and then finally reunite at the end. I mean, it's perfect. It's it's just, it's great to see. And I like that they took a different approach, that it's not the standard that you would normally expect in a movie like this. And I think that that is also greatly assisted by the performances of Bruce Willis and, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Bonnie Bedelia, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I don't really know her from anything else, but she's great in this, and they're great together. Another great player in this film is uh, Sergeant Al Powell. He is just a treasure, and he's so funny, and his uh, his charisma and his interactions with John McClane, it just, it's great. It's super entertaining, and he's another guy that feels like a real person. He doesn't feel like an overblown cartoon. He feels like someone that you could meet and interact with, and I think, like, those three, and a lot of the stuff that we get with them is some of the best stuff in the movie. Now, another really great aspect is, of course, the villains. Now, in that synopsis, it says that they're German terrorists. I think that's a little bit incorrect, um, and that's because they're not terrorists. They are thieves masquerading as terrorists. And I think that extra layer that they added to that, just it, it adds another level of intricacy to their plan, and it makes them just an extra level of a threat and I think that that was one of the coolest things that they decided to do in the writing of this movie. And the way that their plot unf um, unfolds and everything and, and the way that their plan is designed to go, what they're actually trying to do here and how they're, uh, they're using the, that, that, that choice as sort of a way to increase the tension and also include some, some moments of comedy. Like there's certain things that, um, that Hans Gruber says where it's like, where where did that come from? And you can tell he's really just like pulling from stuff that he's heard in the news and in magazines and stuff like that. He doesn't actually believe any of this bullshit he's peddling, but the fact that he has to keep that character up leads to some really entertaining moments. And let's just say Alan Rickman is just 
amazing in this. He is the best diehard villain, and Hans Gruber is just, he is a great character. There's a lot of moments where he's really menacing, and then there's also moments where he's a little bit more funny, and the amount of times that he switches back and forth between those two things, and extremely quickly, I mean, Alan Rickman is just a master. He's a great actor, and he is really great in this. He's he's threatening when he needs to be. He is even, like, relatable and, like, normal when he needs to be in that scene where he pretends to be a hostage. Like, the amount of different aspects of this character that he's called on to play in this, it's just... It's awesome. He knocks it out of the park every single time. Now let's get to what is what we really came here to this movie for. I mean, great characters, great villains, that's all fine and good, but, you know, you see the poster, you see the trailer, you see the title, you mean, what you're really here for is some badass action. And this movie has it in spades. And I think another thing that's great about the fact that we have an everyman main character in John McClane is that he always feels vulnerable and like all the action sequences and the progression of events in this movie just serves to ratchet up the tension and just keep stacking the deck against John McClane. We feel like he's in an impossible situation and it seems like he has no way out a lot of times. And I love that simple fact about this movie because it makes the entire movie like endlessly rewatchable. It just, the fact that you're always on the edge of your seat and that there's always like some sequence where it's like oh shit or like oh my god and you like kind of you have to turn away like when he's pulling the glass out of his feet and that one part and like the fact that there's the party line that everyone can hear and he can't say anything that the villains aren't going to hear and know how to react to ahead of time the fact that all the authority figures on the outside are total dickbags and they don't even know what they're doing and the fact that like he has totally different motivations than they do and they don't really care if civilians get killed, and they're just like on a totally different wavelength. Even that stacks the deck against him more, and it's just, it's really fun to watch him come up against all these situations and figure out a way that he's going to get out of there and survive. And he's like kind of a, a clever action hero. He's not just brute strength, and he's got a lot of great one-liners and a lot of moments of total badassery, and it's just... It's awesome. The action in this movie is extremely well shot and choreographed. Despite it being confined to one building, we get a lot of different types of action sequences, and we kind of change up the location from time to time. Sometimes we're outside on the rooftop, and we're swinging from buildings. We're sometimes we're in glass rooms that have a totally different look than when we're in like all these back rooms and like steam-filled landscapes with just pipes everywhere, and it's it's awesome. It just, it's awesome. It's so fun to watch. So yeah, this whole movie is, I would say, awesome and so fun to watch. And I really love it. I watch it every year without fail. And it's always just really, really fun from top to bottom. So if you have somehow not seen this movie, what are you doing? Get on that. And if you have, watch it again, because it's the best Christmas movie, right? Alright, before we get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for another very Merry Christmas. This is my Christmas episode. I know it's a little non-traditional, but like I've been saying this whole time, it is, in fact, the best Christmas movie. Um, and I just wanted to take a second and appreciate that it's been another great Christmas. And I, I, have, um, I have a mixed relationship with this time of the year. 
it can be very fun, but it can also be incredibly stressful. And I just am a person who does not get into the Christmas season as much as a lot of other people do. More of a Thanksgiving and Halloween guy, but I can still see why so many people love it. And I, I have an appreciation for it. But like I said, it's mixed because sometimes it makes you want to rip your hair out. So, you know, it's it, sometimes it can be hard to really appreciate the holiday, but it was very nice this year. I, I really enjoyed myself. And um, I just hope you all did too and had a very Merry Christmas. So yeah, you know, even if it's not Christmas, if you celebrate something else, I hope that was um, that was happy too. I, it's just, yeah, it's, it is a joyous season if you can be in a situation that's not like totally stressful. And if you can kind of just unwind and, you know, I've been on a, uh, on a trip to the middle of nowhere for um, like the last week. So that definitely helped kind of you know, get me into a more cheery spirit, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great time of tradition and family and appreciation, so I hope everything went well for you, and I hope you had a very Merry Christmas, so, yeah. All right, you know the drill, rate, review, subscribe, review, get podcast, five stars, super helpful. After that, you can go ahead and tell a friend about the show if you think they would enjoy it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast, so thank you if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to, but in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing you do for me. And yeah, until next time, have a very Merry Christmas.